The Old Testament readings recorded by the inspired prophet Isaiah, chapter 7. Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men, that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle lesson is by the inspired apostle St. John. His first letter, chapter 4, beginning at the seventh verse. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. This is the word of the Lord. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the gospel which we have just heard read. I will just repeat the angel's words here. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Thus far, our text. He shall be called Jesus. Names are important. Your name is important to you. It identifies who you are. We know you by your name. Now, our names may have meaning, like Nathan means, or Nathaniel means God's gift. So does some other names. But some of our names don't really have any meaning attached to them. But of course, then our names may not stay the same. I mean, okay, you're not going to go to court and change your name, probably. But when you go to kindergarten or first grade, the kids might change your name. Like they did one of our sons, his name is Nathan. But when he went to school, there were two Nathans in his class. So his teacher decided that he was going to be called Nate, and the other one was Nathan. Well, you know, that's not really too bad. But what if you received the name Tubby when you're five years old? And when you're 65, nobody knows you by anything other than Tubby. I met Tubby when he was 65 at his brother's-in-law funeral. And I looked at him and I couldn't believe it. This guy was skinny. <laughs> but they kept calling him Tubby. That's because the kids in kindergarten called him Tubby and it stuck. Well, that's the way nicknames are. Nobody knows who my Aunt Cottie is by her real name. Or my sister, Judy, nobody knows them by their real name because they got nicknames and they stuck. Well, names are important, as you well know. I don't have to tell you that. Your name's important to you, no matter what it is. It's important. Your parents love you. They gave you your name. They called you this all through your life. That's how you are addressed. It's how you know somebody's speaking to you. Your name is important. God knows names are important. He knows it better than we do. When he named anybody, it had real significance. For his name meant something. And his name was going to be his mission in life. This is what he was going to be about. 
And when Joseph was contemplating, quietly putting Mary aside, he didn't want to shame her. He didn't believe her story that she became pregnant of the Holy Spirit. Admittedly, that's quite an unusual story. So he was going to quietly put her away. But God intervened because this was his son. And he was coming into this world, as his name states, to save his people from their sins. Yes, Jesus' name means this. We get our English from the Greek, Jesus, which they get their wording from the Hebrew, Yeshua. And Yeshua means Yahweh saves. His name has significant meaning. When God gave his son the name Yeshua, he was informing you and me and the entire world that his son was coming into this world for he is God and he's coming to save you and me and everybody else in this world. Jesus. You name him Jesus, Joseph, for he is coming to save his people from their sins. There's something wrong in this world. And God is seeking to correct See, he came to save us from our sins. We've rebelled against God. Adam and Eve wanted not just to be like God, they wanted to be God. And you and I have inherited the same rebellion. So's all the rest of the world. When Adam begat a child, it was like him, not like God. In other words, Adam's first child inherited his rebellious nature. And you and I have inherited this rebellious nature. We don't do what we're supposed to do. And we do what we're not supposed to do. St. Paul, Romans chapter 7. O wretched man that I am. That's why Christ came, because we have problems. It's called original sin. We've inherited it. David says in Psalm 51 that in sin did his mother conceive him. Not that she was sinful in doing that, but that Adam's rebellious nature is getting passed down. But God, out of his great love for us, as we heard in the epistle of John, sent his son for us. That we would not suffer just consequences for our rebellion, but that we would receive his love and forgiveness. And our sin would be washed away. And instead, he would consider us to be righteous. Now we might say, well, hey, where's everybody else tonight? 
Where's the rest of the world today? Why aren't we all falling down on our knees and worshiping our God for sending his son? Well, they don't believe me. They don't believe the scriptures. They don't believe that, well, if they do believe they're sinful, they don't believe it's that bad. They don't really need a savior. They're going to try to stand before the almighty God and judge them, and they think somehow he's going to say, you're okay. No, he's not going to say, you're okay. He's going to say, what do you think of my son who died on the cross bearing your sin? I'm punishing him, sending him to hell on account of your sin, and you reject him? Your savior? The man out of love for you gave his life? That you might have life with me, God, eternally? Unfortunately, too many people don't believe God. You shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. His name states why he's coming, what he's going to do, and what he's going to accomplish. He's going to die for his people because he loves them. He created you. He created me. He created this vast universe and everything that dwells within it. And he loves his children. He loves you far more than anybody else in this world loves you. And he wants you to spend eternity with him. That's why he came. That's what his name says. Jesus. Jesus. Yeshua. God saves. And he saves you. And he saves me. And he wants you to spend eternity with him. And he wants me to spend eternity with him. And he wants his entire creation to spend eternity with him. Which is so beautiful, it's far beyond our wildest imagination. Yes, his son's name is Jesus. And he came to save you from your sins. Repent and believe in him and receive eternal life. Amen. Now may the peace that passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.